Lewis Hamilton reminds us all of how good he can be by storming through the pack. There is a feud brewing between Christian Horner and Toto Wolff, and Ferrari take control of P3 and the Constructors. All this and more in the Brazilian Grand Prix Review episode of the Racing Line Podcast. Good evening and welcome to episode 11 of the Racing Line Podcast. Gents, how are we going? Very well. Fantastic. Oh. Guys, tonight early, we're going to be... start. <laughs> tonight we're say, be... I, love, I love how you say how are we going like we haven't spoke to each other. We're all wearing the same clothes that we were wearing in the episode before and we say that we were going to record another one straight after. It's, it's for the listeners, mate. It's for the listeners. If they're listening to them on separate days, mate, we've got to give them some continuity. Um, so... Um, listeners, tonight we're going to be reviewing um, the Formula One race from Interlagos that just took place um, this morning. Um, Joe, let's jump straight into it, mate. What was your review, main points, talking points from the race? All right, so my review of the race is um, Hamilton's best race of the year. And if he wins the championship, this is going to be the linchpin race for that to happen. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so anyone who didn't no, watch the I, race, let's go yeah, into yeah, so, uh, the fact so that pretty, Hamilton so won much, the race. I'm reviewing it, bro. Hamilton <laughs> won the race. He started from 10th, um, worked his way up to 6th after in the first lap. And then um, he really pulled off some beautiful moves around around corner one, which me and Harry were, um, were frothing over, but Anthony thinks that he could do it. <laughs> I said... Ludwig um, Beethoven as a blind and deaf man could do it. Uh, other than that, um, Verstappen, yeah, Verstappen came second. Uh, Botas came third. Perez came fourth. I mean, other than other than um, than Hamilton's charge to the top, and really his charge to the front also was part of the sprint race the day before, where he started from the back um, with a bit of controversy about the re- the rear wing and the um, DRS angle. Uh, other than that, the there was a bit of spice of Lando pff, not being able to drive down the straight straight on the on the start of the race, but it was a it was it was all about the Lewis Hamilton masterclass, and um, I really can't wait to hear what Anthony's going to say about this race and how he's going to spin this because I feel like he's going to do his credibility a real bit of injustice today. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. It was, it was a very Great Hamilton race, to be honest. So what, a, what a fantastically octane field way. What else can we talk about? Let's, I don't know, Harry. Let's jump into it, mate. Uh, McLaren disappointing. Yeah. Uh, DR was had a bit of race pace, but um, obviously had the engine issue. Lando pretty much ruined his race five meters from his grid spot. So um, disappointing uh, Ferrari. They, I think they may have just cemented the P3 and constructors. Best of the rest. This weekend. Yep, definitely. Um, Science and Leclerc, they're just together every race at this point. Um, they're looking they're looking really good for 2022. Um, and Max was a bit salty on the radio, which I loved. Um, yeah, I, I thought there was a few. There was some good strategy calls by Red Bull, but the Merc was just way too fast in, in on this track. So... That's mostly what I took from it. Red Bull seem match fit when it comes to strategy, but the Mercs are just, I don't know if they, it's new engine, they turned it up to 11 and just went for it, or if their car is just that much faster at the moment. Yeah, I think that might have been very much been the case, to be honest with you. They had four races to go. They threw a new engine in the back of um, Hamilton's car, obviously, mm-hmm. overnight. And I think they're kind of in a position now whether they can run it at full beans for the next four races because the engine's you know, pretty much been built to run for seven races. Yep. So I think they were just able to run it at full beans. Um, what do you reckon we do? You reckon we start getting into some controversial points or we start with the power rankings, boys? Controversial controversy. points. Controversy then. All right. My controversial point for the week, and I don't think it's too controversial because I'm trying to be uh, objective. As no, you're not. I'm trying to objectively <laughs> hate, right? So I've been listening to a lot of the, you know, people talking about their reviews of the race. I've been looking at social media and what people are saying about Hamilton's fantastic drive from 10th to 1st, right? Good drive, went from 10th to 1st. However, if we look at the onboard of him from the last corner 
through to the first corner, the dominance of that car made it very easy to make a move on that straight. It made it very easy. So people are saying it was it was a dominant drive. Yes, it was a dominant drive. I think it was more dominant from the car that Mercedes gave him as opposed to the rider driver. Sorry, he did everything he had to do. He made all the moves that were required. But to say that he was, you know, I don't know, you know, making all of that himself, I think is 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 not true. I think it's expected that he should have done that. Not that that shouldn't be the the exception to the rule. Look, did you I, see him? I would usually back you, but he came from tenth and finished ten and a half seconds ahead of Verstappen. Yeah, but the car was that dominant. That's what I mean. So I think he deserved to win the race. I think he did everything that he needed to do as a world champion. And but, Verstappen ran him off the track at one point. But to say that that was him and not for, to be that dominant, it's definitely the car and the team has something to do with what they what the package that they've given him. To the say that it's car all was him. Thirteen seconds behind him. That's what I mean. So I don't think it's all him. I think I think the argument here falls off in the sense that Verstappen was was maintaining his lead very quite quite easily for you know from about halfway in the race to to about the last quarter of the race there was he was maintaining like a 1.3 to 1.5 second gap quite easily and then I don't know about 10 minutes to go 12, probably 12 laps to go it was it wasn't even a contest I mean there was one lap where they kind of traded a bit of back and forth. Harry just mentioned the run off the run off the track, but once he passed him, it wasn't even close. So I, I think I think a lot of it was down to Hamilton. But I will mention one thing: a couple of pods ago, we t- we spoke about Mercedes and their and their team, their strategy, right? And then I found quite interesting bit of you know a bit of back and forth between both Bottas and Hamilton right after um, both cars had pitted and. You know, they weren't too happy. Bottas says something about throwing away the one-two, and, you know, that may have been true. But, again, Mercedes show that their engineers are on top of their game. Their pits were impeccable um, all race. And I do I, I do think it was down to Hamilton. What a race. I mean, he, he was brilliant all week, all weekend, bar that incident in qualifying. And my prediction of them making contact was so close to happening. I, I almost wanted there to be contact just so I'd get one prediction right. So... That was my take on it. If you honestly think that he was the determining factor in that dominance, man, you are on some serious reaper. What else, I think what else he was. Ant, 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 it's three to one, mate. I think you're all bloody smoking. Did you see that Botas came third? He didn't come second. <laughs> I did. Did you Did you notice that by yourself? Yeah. Listen, I've been I've been saying all year that Botas isn't up to the standards of the of of like he's 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 useless, mate. He's Jack Miller. Get him out of the team. However, last week we were praising Perez for coming third, and he beat Perez. Come on, man. Mate, I'm not. Listen, I'm not. I'm not arguing that he shouldn't have won the race. I am saying to say that that is all him, as opposed to the car and the team and the package that he had is a serious miscalculation. Were you not impressed if those outside corner one took overtake? I would have been impressed if they if he wasn't... They, I would have, they I would have were, been impressed if he wasn't making the moves 150 metres before dude, the boards. They were, he, they were impeccable. They were beautiful. The, 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 um, Who the, did he pass around the outside? Was it Perez early in the race? He did it to everyone. Perez, he did it to everyone. Every, every car was around that first corner. Was, was Perez big. finished 40 seconds back. That's, all, on, that's the point I'm trying to make. You're Come telling on, me that's Anthony. all Hamilton. Last week, Perez was was lucky, was unlucky not to take him. And then this week, he's You're making my point back. for me, boys. You literally said Perez came third last week. So he did well. And then how all of a sudden, was, he's, all of a sudden he's 40 from seconds back. How so far was Botas from Hamilton? It doesn't matter. I don't I don't rate Botas as anything. Look, mate. I, I he's, think he's, he's a lame duck. I think there's credence to an extent in what you're saying. I think Mercedes, from to the untrained eye, it looked like they had a far superior car. Had a superior like car. I, to the I trained like, eye, it looked like they had a far superior car. But I feel car. like, but I still feel like so much of that race was down to Hamilton and how he and it's how he how he managed the race. I mean, the guy went from tenth to fourth in like well, listen, three or four laps. The performance the was test. fantastic. The performance was fantastic, man. I'm, I'm like, I got nothing against that. Great, he deserved to win. Fantastic. He was dominant. But watch the onboards on that back straight. The amount of the amount of a run that he was getting on all the cars, man. McLaren, like we say that it's so hard for that car to get past the McLaren. Took him two laps. 
two laps. What do you think? Challenge guys. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not denying. Come from? I'm not denying that the the car was quick. What I'm saying is, not every driver on that grid could make the moves and do what he did in that race. I agree because Botas couldn't do it. Only person on that grid who would have done, who could have done, who could have done that, I would say, is Verstappen. No, I reckon Mazepin. <laughs> you love a bit uh, of Mazepin, love. Definitely, his credibility is gone. Sonoda had an interesting incident, my boy. There, yeah, Sonoda. He, we were talking some good things about him a couple of races ago, and the last two races have been absolute turds for the guy. In the bin, unfortunately. So, yeah. Well, you know, we'll leave. I, I feel like He's I feel like that was a fairly balanced argument we had about that. We'll say 50-50, I reckon. Three to one or three to one. Yeah, I, I three would say 50-50 <laughs> quick mouths. <laughs> um, what else? What else did you find interesting? I felt like what you said earlier about Ferrari, Harry, is a no, a true statement. Not, might never have been said they are definitely the third best team. And that's that's the other point that I wanted to make. Ferrari's car has been really... Like, if we're talking about how good that um, Mercedes was, really, we I've already mentioned that he was... In the past, it's been difficult for it to pass the McLaren and it made it look like it was a breeze. And then within four laps, he got past Leclerc and Saints and it didn't even look like he was, you know, breaking a sweat. Um, and I think that just shows how good that car was on the day. But to to talk about Ferrari, that team is running like clockwork. Now, obviously, they don't have the pace to run with the two front teams at this stage. But they have, like, since the Christmas break, they have done everything perfectly. And when you see McLaren making small mistakes and you see the issue that Lando had at the start of the race, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that that third place in the championship is a foregone conclusion, if I'm being frank. And, and you know what? Credit to Ferrari because they've, um, you know, really addressed a, a massive shortcoming with the car this year. And, and, it's, and it's obviously helped them to probably make another $25 million in prize, prize money. Well, they already get more than the rest of the grid put together anyway. So I'll <laughs> make them just a little bit faster. I'm going yeah. to say this. I want to say this about Ferrari and McLaren because I think the, um, if you want to talk about sh- like shooting yourself in the foot, Danny Rick on Botas last race, first corner. Mm. And then, and, and you know what? Let's give Danny Rick some credit because at least he got to the first corner because Lando, <laughs> what Lando did, what, 30 meters up the, uh, from, from the start line. I mean, I mean, yeah, maybe the car's not as fast, but they're not even giving themselves a chance. Like, they're literally, I think that's why he was, they're not even giving themselves so a chance. Who? I feel like he thought he needed to make the move early and he just was too eager, mate. His it, it ambition even, outweighed his talent. It wasn't even a move, though. <laughs> it was just like, I don't know. It was I, silly. I, it was, silly. Yeah. It, was, it was rookie. And, you, and, and I said this off air, yeah, but let's bring it up now. You know, Lando Norris started the season really, really well. Um, and then, you know, since the, the, the break... Has, has had some really lackluster performances. And, you know, I hearkened back to last season when obviously he had a new teammate or he had Carlos Sainz and he started the season much stronger than Carlos. And then over the course of the year, silly mistakes and things like that. And Carlos was able to come back um, and, and beat him in the in the championship. And I think there's, I don't think Ricardo's going to overtake him because of the great performances and podiums he had earlier in the year. Um but we're seeing a little bit of that again from from Lando. You know, at this stage, he doesn't seem to be able to show the match fitness to put together a whole um, good season, and and that's that really could be um, you know a big problem for for McLaren, particularly um, losing third in this championship when you know only a few races ago they had a significant points advantage to Ferrari. Yeah, I don't know. Um, just segueing, we're talking about McLaren. I don't know if you boys have seen the reports in the last week of Audi purchasing McLaren. Um, apparently, Zach Brown's been in talks with with Audi and BMW in terms of selling off. We, we all know there's been some financial issues there. Um, yeah. and, and it's probably hindered the Formula 1 performance. But if Audi or BMW are taking over McLaren, that's who, who knows where that team goes? Who knows where that team goes from there? Because at the Are moment, they talking about full ownership or just like minority shares, buying back uh, some of those shares that they've sold to the banks? 
yeah, I'm not sure at this point. It's it's still really, but apparently that there has been meetings taken place and between both. So um, it'll be disappointing because the the culture of that so, that team at the moment is amazing. And if, uh, if the Germans take over, I don't know if it's going to be the same. Well, I think the devil's actually in the detail because I I had heard nothing about that till you've just brought it up. Then, if it's a majority ownership, well, then that's disappointing because of obviously the history of McLaren. I highly think I think that's highly unlikely though because I think um, Zach Brown has too much respect for the history of mm. McLaren. He talks about it all the time. However, if it's a minority ownership, then that could be the best thing for McLaren. I think realistically the deal with Mercedes has taken them further up the grid. But to be, you know, a consistent championship threat, you really need to have a works team and you need to have an engine supplier that's fully focused. I think that's the reality of Formula One at this stage. So if they've got the chance to, you know, have a minority ownership in McLaren, whether it be um, whatever of the manufacturers you were talking about, that might actually be of benefit to Mercedes or to McLaren. Because when McLaren was at their most dominant with Mercedes, Mercedes had, I think it could have been up to a 40% ownership in the team. So that is interesting to me. Look, looking at it now, it looks like Audi wants the F1 team and BMW wants the supercar division. So that's and BMW disappointing. wants supercars. Yep. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this. I'll, I'll add my two cents because I, I didn't know any about this till just now. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about Audi buying McLaren, are we talking about Audi itself or like the overarching... Um, group who own VW Audi, group. yeah, VW. Yeah, I, think, I think it's just Audi because I know Volkswagen owned them, but yeah. One interesting thing would be if if they were to be purchased by the group, hypothetically, and because I'll put it this way, if if Formula One is all about uh, advertisement, you would you would be you would be very, I would say the word is stupid, to to remove the McLaren side of the F1 team in terms of just marketing dollars because M- McLaren is a ma- is like it is a massive name in 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 the Formula 1 story in the landscape it, it, it is Formula 1 nearly as much as Ferrari is Formula 1 um, but it would it would also be um, if you were to say put by McLaren into that into that family and then build your own engines and have like an Audi powered uh, McLaren. I mean, I mean, the thing is McLaren have never had uh, in, in their Formula one cars, an engine that's their own. They had Honda and then they went to, um, then they went to Mercedes and like Renault. people saying they had the 40 Mercedes own 40% of the team. And then ever since Mercedes pulled out that 40% money, they've had, that's when they've sort of dropped because the, their budget has been severely handicapped. Then they went to Renault, and then they went back to Honda, and that was a uh, a disappointment. And now they've gone back to Mercedes. But if they could have a, if they could have the dedicated, um, a dedicated engine supply that sort of put them back in in the running with with Red Bull and Mercedes and with uh, um, Ferrari, that would be amazing for the amazing for the team. So I think it's sort of it really is double in the detail of how it would work out. Just had a look at some of the reports, and it seems like they are looking to buy McLaren, but still keep the McLaren brand as such. So they would be owning the owning the F1 team, but still keeping it as McLaren F1, and then potentially putting um, an Audi power unit in the back of it. To be honest with you, so that that seems good. And I can't see that. Think about, I can't see Zach Brown would sell them um, for them to like lose their heritage after he's done so much good work to actually bring their heritage back to them and make it part of their their vision and the, and and their identity. Hmm. That's very interesting. Anyway, very interesting. Michael, what do you think, bud? What, what do I think about the race or what do I think about what you're talking about? The race. <laughs> yeah, look, um, there are a few things that stood out to me from the race. I mean, a body I, don't, looks. <laughs> I don't pretend to, to sit here and, and analyze the race like you guys, but um from an entertainment point of view, I, I tend to look at these races. I found it quite a, quite an enjoyable race to watch, more enjoyable than some of the other ones that I've seen this year. Um, purely from a, I don't know, um, a wonderment point of view, you could say. I found on lap 26, there was this shot of Gasly entering the pits and he was coming around 
the back of the home straight, obviously it's, you know, slightly off camber. There's the, the angle of the straight um, slightly parabolic. So, so it was quite, quite impressive to watch. And then short, I don't know, I might be wrong, but surely that has to be the fastest pit entry in F1. Like, goodness gracious, like he, he's, they're almost at top speed. Um, the, you know, um, Brundle, I think, said that there's a bit of a blind chicane almost as you enter the pits. I found that bizarre. Um, but yeah, just, just the speed at which they're entering the pits there um, is is obscene. And then I found it, I found it cool that they... Um, passed through the pits under safety car conditions i've never seen that before um and the exit to that pit that pit lane is just ridiculously long as well so that part of the right from you know from like i said the untrained eye i found that pretty fascinating um we spoke a few pods back about tracks with character um i think interlagos is 100 percent a track with character like it's a thin track i love Um, it there's not much space there but just you know, it's just sweeping corners. There's so much, so many overtake opportunities. Just, just an awesome track to watch a race at. Steeped in history as well. And yeah, even the crowd, that's something like, that's I mean, been lost when, in Formula One. You see the crowd numbers there. The crowd numbers are just massive. Every time there was an overtake, I mean, when Hamilton passed Verstappen late in the race, it was like, you know, it was like someone had scored a goal in the World Cup. It was just, you could just hear the crowd over the commentary. I, I just found it really cool. I, I really enjoyed watching that race. I just thought of I just thought of something. I want to hear Anthony's take on it because um I know how much he loves Senna, and he loves um and he and, and he loves his McLaren. What did you think of um your best friend Lewis taking the Brazilian flag in his hand and taking it for a drive around the track after he won? <laughs> I didn't I, I I didn't mind that at all to be honest with you because I know how much he likes Anton Senna to be honest. Yeah. With you. Um, he's a huge. I hope you said that. It's, to be it's actually it's really nice. It's really nice actually. Because, like, obviously he's not here anymore, but his legacy lives on through those people that um, keep racing. And, you know, I, I like that. That was that was quite nice. I also loved Lewis Hamilton's helmet this week, to be honest. Yeah. Say what you will about the man and his haircut, but when you cover his head with the helmet, it looked pretty sick. Yeah, I always liked his helmet. See, see he got the 5,000 euro fine for taking his seatbelts off to get that flag. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you? I think that's so, bull- that's so oh, rubbish, eh? That's bullshit. That's so crap. They're Rick and the spectacle. But you know what, Mick? I think you had one of the best bits of insight just then because you might be on an absolute killer of a point that that is the fastest pit. I never thought about it, but... That Monza. Just trying to think. I don't even think Monza gets that speed because you're coming nah. out of the Parabolica. Yeah, it's nah. too it's too Mick, soon. That's a, that's a call and a half, mate. Give yourself a pat on the back. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I just was just... I was watching it. I'm thinking, gosh, he's flying. And then all of a sudden... Wait, one second, one second. Lane, so. Back you. Uh, no, they slow down way quicker though. Baku, they, they slow Baku, down earlier. You are flying down. Isn't back, doesn't Baku have a chicane? I don't think yeah, so. It does. Pits. It does. does, it it? does. Yeah. Actually, Harry would make like, You could say the same thing about latest F one. I raced it last same, night. You could say the same thing about um Canada. Canada's got this huge straight too, but they've got a chicane before the pits as well. Codemasters sponsorship click, right here. Click the link above, boys. <laughs> What's your handle, mate? On the on the F one online. Oh, it's just my name. What is that? Uh-huh. <laughs> slow guy, slow Joe guy, him. slow guy. Ninety ninety. Uh, <laughs> um, it's like uh, Verstappen was playing open lobbies today. That's for sure. With that uh, incident with Hamilton, but <laughs> I didn't mind I that. To be honest, I, I like I saw you spice. online last week, hey? Wasn't it? Um, Marzipan fan one hundred and one. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I just, I just do heaps of spins all around the track. What did you um? What's your take on that incident, guys? Like, did did you find it? Was it a racing incident? Was was it a stepping one too far? It was actually. I thought, I thought Hamilton was robbed of not getting a, something from that, some form yeah. of comp- compensation. I thought that was really. I told Harry and Anthony before we started. I thought it was was unprofessional and and, and dirty. And I and and we and I've been harping on all year about that that well, coll- He's a killer collision at at He's Silverstone. Yeah, he's dangerous. I've been yeah. complaining about that Hamilton on Verstappen at Silverstone all year, and I don't think um that has anything on what what Verstappen did yesterday. The only reason that there wasn't an incident was because Hamilton took evasive action. But if I mean, yeah, I think it was pretty bad. I thought there should have been something. Excuse the ignorance, but what is what does it mean? What does it mean? Firstly, when the stewards have noted the incident. Secondly, 
So um, noted means what's, what's a black and white flag? What does that mean? Noted means so it's it's under investigation. So I've said we've seen something and we're going to look into it. Mm. Um, black and white flag is just that it's like it's a bad sportsmanship flag. If you get another one, then you're going to be receiving there, a penalty. It's like uh, a warning. warning. Yeah. It's a warning. Was, not to... was there a black and white flag for that? Yeah, there was for that. Yeah. I think he got it for track limits, maybe didn't he? I don't think it was for that. I think they said there's no further action on that one. No, and they, I was they initially shocked. said that, and then and then later into the race they they mentioned the black and white flag, and then I think okay. that's what I think that's why he said um say hi to them for me. Listen, I think that if the roles were reversed, yeah. would have I would have I would have been blown up, right? But I mm. love I love the housery of it all. To be honest with you, how good, I, was, how good was Toto Wolf's reaction when oh, Hamilton yeah. made the pass on Verstappen? Toto Wolf, look, listen, you can't say that. Love and life. You can't say that it was unexpected. I mean, Verstappen's trying to keep himself in the lead of the championship. It's not like Lewis Hamilton hasn't dabbled in his own forms of um, naughtiness when he's trying to lead a championship as well, right? It's just it's part of the game. And like if and if you think about the F1 drivers that we love, we talked about Senna, right? <laughs> Prost. Think about Senna. how he took out Prost. If we think about Schumacher taking out Damon Hill, Everyone. trying to take out Jacques yeah. Villeneuve, right? <laughs> Parking and Monaco. That is the that is the mantra. Like that's the what a killer does, right? They're going to put the car in a position where if you want to get through me, literally drive through me. And I, I actually I love that. It's not politically correct, but bring on more of that, please. I, I see, I'll tell you why I don't like it because we've got three races. We've got three races to go, four races to go. Uh, we've got three, three, I think. Three. What yeah. are we going to do every time they get next to each other in the next three races? Verstappen's got a point of advantage. So, what, just park it somewhere stupid? And if he tries to go down there and he causes the incident, we're just going to do that for three races? Well, when there was one point between them, Hamilton didn't yield. Now that there's 20 points between them, he yielded. So, there are mind games being played. Let's be honest about that. And to be honest with you, look at Hamilton. He got past him and then he flogged him. So kudos to him as well for for sticking it to the man. So I love it. Was was that a bit of guns? Sorry, Harry. No, I agree, mate. But I just wanted to draw to attention that Anthony gave Lewis some kudos there. Had that taste there. What did? Mate, I'm very objective, coming. mate. I'm very I'm objective. <laughs> I am. I feel like I, I speak like I just I speak the truth. I look through the seeing stones like Joseph Smith and I see <laughs> to this guy, man. And I just speak the truth. And I think that Hamilton, like I love what Verstappen did, but then also like just from a competition point of view, how good was it that Hamilton got past him and then you know, ten seconds down the road in ten laps. You know, that's that's exactly what we want to see going into the last three races. And I hope that this level of animosity continues because that's what that's what f1 needs to have we don't need like the stories on netflix are great but stories on the track and close finishes in the championship that's what we all remember aaron and toto are going for it too it's great i think we've got the two spiciest um team managers now involved in 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 a bit of a good duel as well because they're they're so different and but they're now it's going to be very entertaining because they're both so such like strong-willed people this is a tabasco field week on the pod Love it. Just stop saying Tabasco, man. Like, where's this come from? Uh, oh, I tested you know when Anthony's a hater. I've been listening <laughs> to the Peter Peter Crouch podcast, and I've been enjoying all their shit talking. So I've kind of tried to add a little bit of that to to the racing line. Well, um, what by saying outlandishly stupid things? It is a good pod. It is a good pod. If you haven't just, listened to it, get on. And get we're past, it. We're actually. You know what we should do? Can you make we're a passing the pod? Yeah, we're passing the pod. Can you please let's make a snippet of this? And send it to the Peter Pod, Peter, Peter Crouch, Crouch podcast, podcast as well. Probably yeah, why not? Post it too. They probably it? would. They'd give us an unapologetic plug. There's actually a segment on their pod where you can talk about your own pod. We should apply for that. Yeah. Oh, is That's it? right. Is this is this the Bean Pole Peter Crouch? Is that who you're talking about? No, no. This, yeah, this is that Peter, Peter Crouch. Crouch. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's one of the biggest pods in Europe. Mate, let's get let's get amongst it, mate. They've got twenty seven thousand followers on Podbean. Could you imagine if we, we could... got on there and gave gave the racing line a plug? We'd probably end up getting a few thousand subscribers just from that plug. Let's do it. Let's do it. That they will is, is, is Peter Crouch a better um, podcaster or soccer player? That's podcaster. a question. <laughs> Peter Crouch is a mean, great the man soccer has player. Over 100, 100 goals in the Premier League. I don't think you've, um, was, you know, was, over, over 30 no, caps for England. I was just trying to cause some controversy so we, hey, we might send them this, this snippet that they show us. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
We'll edit that part out. Nah, let's yeah, keep. We're past the pod. We're sorry. We're sorry, Crouchy. Yeah. Um. Okay. What about moving on slightly to a uh, a slightly different point as well? Um. Lost my train of thought now. To be honest with you. Oh, the next two races, two new tracks. Um, we've spoken about it over the last two podcasts slightly as well. Um, but we've got LaSalle, we've got Saudi Arabia. With the newfound speed of the Mercedes, we might have a very close championship come the last race of the season, I'm thinking, boys. Uh, if Hamilton was to, you know, potentially snare the next two, we're talking about a six-point swing in the championship, which is less than the race win. So, you know, if- any thoughts on that? If Hamilton wins the next two races, and um, the pole and and the fastest laps go to someone else, apparently they go into the last race of the season even on points. That's, that's if heard, Max finishes second. That's if Max finishes second. Yeah. That's what I read today, and I was like, "Ooh, that's a bit. That's a that's a bit saucy." Well, they're talking about Saudi Arabia being the fastest street circuit mm. on the calendar. Which Baku is pretty damn quick, um, and yeah, if it is big. if it is that quick, the, it, with this Merck power unit at the moment, are Red Bull going to be able to keep up? Because LaSalle's meant apparently a, a Mercedes track too, with the with the high speed there, so quite tasty. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I think. I think Saudi Arabia, just from looking at the track, I think that's definitely Hamilton's to win. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing will be if. Botas can um can actually do something, them. yeah, to, can do something to um you know make a bit of a barrier. Lasalle, I don't know. Lasalle, I'm a little bit less um sold on that. It's just the Mercedes track. There's enough slow corners as well for it to be beneficial for Red Bull as well. But again, the fact that it's a new track, that's what I think is really fascinating because we've got no data from the past to go from, mm. which is which is really good. Um. You say all about these, like these tracks we don't know. We talk about like they look like Mercedes tracks, mm. they look like Red Bull tracks. Mm. The, the shape, the layout of the track itself doesn't dictate everything. It also has to do with the temperature that, the, that they're running on the day, the surface of the track, how the tires wear, which cars can preserve its tires for longer. So, cool. that, so, so it's, a, it's a much more, um, much more factors than just, oh, this, this track looks like it's a Mercedes. You know what I mean? Well, we're going so to two very, interesting, hot, very yeah. hot cities in the next two races. And we've literally that, just spoken last week about the overheating issue of the Mercedes. So that's another consideration. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so good that we've got a championship that's coming down to the wire, though. I mean, how good is it? And, and from two different teams, like two different teams, two very different characteristics of the cars as well. It seems like the managers are getting feisty it seems like the drivers are getting feisty i mean this is the best we've seen like this is the strongest f1 has been as a product for quite a long time um but yeah that's exactly what we want to see is how good is it it that we can look at the shape of tracks and and just speculate about all this stuff and and like we haven't had a chance to um even think like this for the last what eight years because it didn't matter what track you went to or or, or what shape it was. There was only one car that was gonna that was gonna be in competitive, competitive except maybe um, Monaco and 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 um, and Singapore. So yeah, and, and and Baku sort of. But like now, like every race is like a coin flip. Two week two weeks ago, what was the track when Verstappen won and the week and everyone's like, oh, Mercedes will will oh, dominate. No. Yeah, and then Verstappen comes out and wins. And then we were talking two weeks ago that. Um, that this would be a good race for Red Bull and Mercedes come and they they didn't they didn't look like they put us took a step back from 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 practice like it was practice practice qualifying sprint race uh, then the race they just looked formidable. All right, boys, I've just sent you on the chat my Ultimate power rankings, mistake. my power rankings for the F one right now. Ultimate piss take, my friend. Taking into consideration the recent history of events, this is my... Well, let's talk about what the power rankings are. The power rankings is essentially taking the competitive disadvantage of teams out of the equation. Where do we think drivers stack up man-to-man? So this is what I've got. And for those listening, 
we'll just give you the top 10. So I've got Verstappen in the lead, followed by Hamilton, Perez, Leclerc, Saints, Botas, Gasly, Ricardo, Vettel, and then rounding out the top 10, Lando Norris. What are your immediate reactions to this bit of literature? I want to hear Harry first because he seems pretty fiery. Well, my understanding was it was week to week, not based on previous events. So if we're looking at this weekend, there's no way Verstappen's ahead of Hamilton. But if, if we're looking at it week to week, then we're just purely week to week, then we just take the race results. No, um, you don't because you can outperform the car that you're in. But yeah, I don't know. Look, Perez has done well recently. I probably would swap Science and Leclerc. Um, and Michael really won that Michael's, picture shown. Michael's tapped out. <laughs> um, this picture will be on. Be this picture. This picture will be on YouTube. <laughs> I um, yeah. Look, potentially Alonso could sneak into the ten instead of Norris. He has been performing quite well in that Alpine. But other than that, I'm not too. For those of you listening, we'll throw the power rankings up onto the socials as well for you to make yeah. your own opinions up. But. I don't know. I feel like if we're, like I was just thinking about the last three races when I kind of mm-hmm. was coming formulating this, and I just thought Verstappen I think still has the edge over the last three performances. I think Perez has done you know a fairly good job as the wingman, particularly in the last two races. Leclerc and Saints again, you could probably make the argument that they can be switched. I don't think it really matters, regardless of whether they're fourth and fifth in the race or fifth and sixth. Like they're both maximizing the package for the team. Yeah, um, yeah. Botas is in sixth because the car that he's driving doesn't allow him to be any worse. Um, <laughs> he's, you know what I mean? Like he's in the best car. He should at least be getting sixth. I think Gasly has been the underachiever of the year, particularly in the last few races, what he did at Mexico. He had a very strong race again today. Ricardo is in eighth. He you mean underachiever have... or underdog? Uh, underdog, yeah, he's overachieved. That's what I meant to say. Um, uh, sorry, yeah, Ricardo probably could have been a little bit higher, um, but the last, you know, this race kind of let him down. Then I think Vettel, the last two races, um, he's done really well. He's been Agreed. far, he's been far outperforming um, Mr. Stroll. I was going to say, ever since I made my 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 um my pitch that Stroll was better than what he yeah, was, yeah, he, has, he hasn't backed you Stroll's up. Stroll's eh? been shit. He hasn't backed you up, eh? <laughs> Just make... for those races, Stroll's been shit. Is that what you're saying? No, but like he's he's he, it's like he heard he heard my praise. It's like nah, I don't like this pressure. See, see, this is this is why I have to question your analysis of other drivers and and riders like Miller because of these unfounded statements that no, you make. I, I, I look at I look at stuff in in the broad picture, not just like one or two races. I look at a season's a season's work, and and I, and I take it on on just the pure facts of results, mate. And, I, and when I when I presented my my stroll um, hypothesis, there was there was definitely um, facts and figures and and favorable facts and figures behind it. But since then, he's done absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously feel- just. Yeah, sorry. I see every time he does something stupid that um, Harry's response in the chat, and I'm just like, yeah, just put my head in my hands. I think, and I think Norris in ten um, set a pretty ordinary end to the season, to be honest with you. From where he was at to where he is now, yeah, um, it's been disappointing. The car obviously hasn't progressed this season, but um, you know, it's interesting to see how much more. Ricardo seemed. Oh, and then again, he qualified better than Ricardo as well, so that needs to be taken into consideration. But it's just silly. Like he's quick, but he didn't need to make that mistake in the first corner, and it, and it significantly, you know, hampered the team's you know ability to to fight for third. So, yeah, that's that's that was my thinking behind One, um, the rankings. I have I have nothing um, to say, but I think that's a pretty good rankings to be honest. Like I actually. Compared to your first attempt, which was shocking, I think that one's actually really good. To be honest, I, w- I would not change anything in that. Just I'd quick... probably maybe move Gasly up above Bottas because he's been outperforming that car. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. That that might be that might be it. that's probably a pretty good insight, to be honest, Harry. Um, I what do you think of the bottom ten? I reckon it's actually harder to put the bottom ten into order. Yeah, I think it Russell's is... too high. 
Really? I, I would, I would drop Russell down to be honest. Yep. Since he's since the start of the year, mate, he, I'd, Latifi I'd, I'd him, qualified him. I'd put him at like um fourteenth. Okay, is he better? Is Ocon better than him? Uh, Ocon's better than no one. Is Raikkonen better than him? He's been performing. Yeah, in the races, pretty good compared to him. Raikkonen. It could be. It could be. It could be car related though. Here's well, the thing. Here's the thing with Russell. Russell set the bar so high for himself that now, if he doesn't get through Q1, it looks like a bad qualifying. And he's um, if he doesn't score points in a race, you're like, oh, he did that a couple of times this year. Like, Meh. like it's like a, it's a bit. It's he set a, a high bar that he probably can't really attain anymore unless it's like a wet race or something. And that's why I think we need to take that into consideration when thinking about how he's performing in relation to the car. Yeah, but it, it's, it's it's not a championship standing; it's a power ranking. Like, so I do think he's sort of dropped a little bit. I just can't wait for him to go to Mercedes, so I don't have to hear Mister Saturday one more time. I'm gonna throw Mate, something at my TV next time he says be, that. He'll become Mister Sunday next year. Don't worry he'll about have, that. As he should. He'll be Mister Sunday. He's he's awesome. What do we reckon, boys? Geo's out. Geo's gone. Uh, I think the longer it goes on, the less confident I am that he will be gone. To be honest with you. And if I'm being honest, he hasn't done too poorly. This second half of the season, yeah, he makes some, he does some things sometimes. I'm like, how did you spin that car? But I, I, I don't know. I don't mind because you know how to race those cars and and I told you, I'm telling you, mate, I could have made those passes that Hamilton was making with my eyes closed. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think the longer it goes, the more confident I am that he's staying. I don't know. Maybe they're like, waiting to see what happens in F2. I feel like F2 is a, is is at a log of jams this year because. I can't see how Piastri, if Piastri hasn't got a seat yet, like yet, it hasn't been announced. I don't, I can't see anything changing. I think he'll be there next year. I yes, think you can't. Is, He's won it now. You have to leave. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I mean, like if he hasn't been announced in Formula One yet, I don't think he's going to be there next year. Takes over from Alonso in 23. You know what I could see actually happening? I was thinking about this a little bit because I like Piastri. I think he's awesome. Mm. I think he's one year removed from Formula One. If I'm being perfectly More Australian honest, hate this no, guy. No, I, I, no, he is a gun. But I think he's one year removed from Formula One. Now what I can, I think he just needs one more year of just racing with men, as opposed to racing with boys. I have a good. So I would, for I would. Just let me finish. I would like him <laughs> to. Um, <laughs> sorry, Joe. Because when you when you start, you just. Tangenti. Anyway, I'd like to see him race in Super Formula, to be honest with you, because just he's racing against boys, against men. Um, it's something different. I think it was really good for Pierre, uh, Pierre Gasly when he went over there. Even Van Dorn talks about how good it was uh, in relation to racing in Van Formula Dorn's 2 as well. so good at the moment in F1. He, he, never really got a cho- he never really got much of a chance. But what I can also potentially see happening is he... Uh, no, I don't think IndyCar is an option for him. But I could see him. I just don't think uh, Alpine would be willing to to risk it with the oval racing. But I can see him doing the test sessions for Alpine next year at a few Fridays, which seems to be something that they're pushing in Formula One in general, getting some rookies in there. And I can also see him potentially racing in their um, LMP program. Besides, besides that, so he's still within the family. He's getting some racing, and he's getting another year of experience before he goes into Formula One. I think that's actually probably a good thing for him because, um, I don't know, I think he's just a little bit green still. He's been awesome in F3 and F2, um, but we also have to take into consideration the car that he was racing. Um, and I think that a little bit more experience would probably benefit him. That's just my thoughts, though. I think I, I had that same thought. I think he will race for their, their WEC team. Um, I think it'd be good for him to actually race in the WEC team because... You do a lot of growing up there. It's it's it's, it's a good it's a team sport. It's um so it'd be good it would be good for him for me to mature a bit. Um I like how you said he's still a bit green, but then like when Lando Norris came through F2 straight to F1 at what 18 years old, like, yeah, this guy's this guy's the next thing. Um you gotta think Lando Lando Norris raced F three and European Formula Three and then F like he had multi a lot more years in Single-seaters than Piastri but, has. But Piastri is one of those few who's done a, a, a double back-to-back, isn't he? Like there, aren't is. many, there aren't many who do that, and the ones who do that are all very special, Leclerc and Russell. Yeah. Like, you, you, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't be like, oh, they haven't shown anything. So I, th- I, I do I, 
my problem with Formula One is I, I think that the older drivers who are there, if they're not adding anything, like, like I love Alonso, but is is a lot. I do. I love Alonso, but he's forty two or whatever he is. Like, is wouldn't we wouldn't we be better off giving a, a younger driver a chance? Like, come on, he's not going to win the championship at forty two. Yeah. I think he. I think he's. I I think he's there because everyone loves him and like the 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 commu- F one community loves him. I think would be would be sad to see him go, but but. Yeah, is Piastri really going to be, be worse than him next year? If you look at it from Alpine's perspective, though, new cars, new regs, Alonso's driven across two decades of Formula One. If you want someone to help develop your car, he's probably the man to do it. You also got to think of the time, like the timing right now, for, and it's really unfortunate for, for mm. Piastri. With COVID last year, contracts you know, were, were made very early. Um, for, for obviously this year and then I feel like with the change in regs next year teams feel like they can if they develop a good car they have a chance at the championship mm. next year because it's essentially like a reset so I think until they know their place in the pecking order next year that's 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 what's actually going to determine whether they you know want to experience driver or they're more willing to take you know a rookie but because everyone feels like they've got a chance they want to have you know I think for them more experience in the car uh, is better for them at this particular stage. And that's kind of the situation where he's in. But it might actually work out for him. He gets to develop a little bit more um, as a driver. And then when he does come into the Formula One team, and he will come into the Formula One team because he's he's definitely good enough, um, he's a little bit more he's a little bit more mature as a racer. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I do hope so. But it's the thing is every year a new driver comes in from F2 and like we haven't even seen Nick De, Nick DeVries in Formula 1 for crying out loud. Is he going to never get a chance? Um, I, 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 I just, I feel like, I feel like there are so many good young races in Formula 1 that, and, and we have seen now enough um, enough proof that you don't need to stick with the old drivers. You've seen Lando come in and be good straight away. We've seen Leclerc come in and be good straight away. We've seen... Carlos come in, we've seen Max come in, be good straight away. We've seen George Russell come in, be good straight away. All the young drivers there, and perhaps maybe not Stroll and Ocon, have shown um, something straight away, right? So, well, you know what? The reality is, very soon we will know if he's racing there next year, and in six months we'll know whether he's there in 2023. So it's not not too long to wait. Boys, that's our 45 minutes. She has flown by tonight. I got a, I got a question. Tell to me. each of you, to pose to each of you, just quickly. Yeah. Who is your pick for the championship? Michael. Um, well, I was thinking Verstappen, um, but considering that these tracks seem to be speed tracks and given the recent pace of the Mercedes, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Hamilton. You sound disappointed. No, I just, um, today's race, it just looked like Mercedes just had an advantage over Red Bull. Um, I'd like to be proven wrong, but um, based off today's race, I'm going to go with Hamilton. Joey? Um, I heard that, um, <laughs> I heard that Oli Gunnar Skolshaw is going to be managing Hamilton from now on. And with Oli at the wheel, I'm going to go for Stafford. <laughs> Nice little Man United <laughs> dig there. I love it. Where did that come from? Goodness gracious. I just wanted to put in some Man United, something Man United here. Some Man United hate. Ants? Well, it's become a sprint championship now, three race sprints. So if we're going with a sprint setup, I think we have to go for the ultimate sprinter of all time, Mr. Usain Bolt. Anthony just doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. No, Supermax for the championship. Supermax. Max, 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 Super Max, Max, Max. That's how they were singing in um in Zen Thought Boys. Get amongst can, it. Can I tell you, can I tell you honestly, Harry? I'll yeah. tell you this honestly. I honestly believe whoever wins the next race will win the championship. You honestly believe it? I be- Everything honestly. you say, you honestly believe. I honestly believe this. That's what you always say on this podcast. I honestly believe this. And you always say, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Riddle I honestly this. believe this. Riddle me this, boys. Nah, look, I think that's a valid point. I think, I think Joey's onto something. Where are you, H? Where's your gut going? Uh, Lewis. Really? I, yeah, if, it, if it is. Stepping, a, 
at this point, it's Lewis, I think. If Verstappen and, uh, wins the next race, he can come second the next the last mm. two races and win the championship. If Hamilton wins the next race, is back, bro. No, I'm not. I'm just I'm giving, calculation I'm giving you facts. Symbols above you. Two, you start hey, listen, listen. Hey, listen, 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 listen. on the fence. It's, and it's going with Max. No, it's, not, it's not even. It's not even that. If 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 he wins the next race, he can win the championship coming second. There's still pressure there, but it's not as um as as a higher pressure. But if if Hamilton wins the next race, I'm going to tell you this right now. The moment the momentum will there be with him 100. The momentum will be there. DNF boys. I I also thoroughly dislike Christian Horner, so it would be you know, and I, I dislike Lewis, but I think my dislike for Horner is more at this point. Really? Can I, can I say one I, more thing? I really him and Helmet. I, I why no. do you why do you dislike Horner? What's the reason there? Just everything about him. Well, he, he's he arrogant. Must, he must like the Spice Girls. Yeah. <laughs> who was the bloke at Red Bull who was who was who was saying to um, the race director to just let him race? I found that that was pretty funny. He was saying let him race after the incident with Verstappen and I, I love Hamilton. Michael Massey's yeah Ma- responses Massey. to all them. Thank you for your input. Yeah, he's he's, he's what I'm going to leave you, this and on. The guy said thank, thank you for, your for your letting input, me Christian. give. Thank you for letting me give my input. Like that. I'm gonna say one thing before we close this thing down, and it, take it for what you will. But I've just thought of saying right now, Verstappen's never been in this situation before with the pressure of having to close out a championship, and that might not mean anything because he's he's a stud driver. But mm. Hamilton's been here seven times, eight times, oh. I think, two thousand eight times, and he's and he's and he's and he's done that seven times. So for another what, interesting. For, Another interesting fact, boys, that I forgot to mention. I'm pretty sure they made the comment. Um, I think I'm pretty sure they made the point in commentary that in this race, they um, Hamilton and Bottas equaled Barrichello and Schumacher for the amount of um, joint podiums for a, for a team. So yeah. I'm pretty sure they made that point. 53, yep. I believe it was. Um, so that's pretty that's pretty historic as well. Rumored, Rubens and VB, the ultimate number twos. How many did Rosberg and who Hamilton wins in a in a together? in a race between Rubens and VB? I think Rubens, Rubens smokes Rubens, him. Rubens, Valtteri Bottas, mate, is about as as effective as. That's what I don't even know what to say. That's what. Think of something quick. I was going to say. I was going to say. Give us something, Nostradamus. Give us something. No, I'm not making any massive calculations. I just think he's he's appealing and as a, as appetizing a racer as the, the flavor of VB. Let's leave it there. Tell him I said hi. We're not going to leave it there. I thought you were going to say something like he's rubbish. As, he's as useful as cleaning a window with an oil rag or something like that. And you give me something shit like that. <laughs> All right, man. We'll leave it there. All right, boys. So, that's yeah, a, that's, a, a that's another great episode, guys. Thanks for listening tonight um, to our eleventh episode. Please like and subscribe on our socials um, and keep spreading the word to those people that you think might be interested in the podcast and we will try to get the pod passed by um, the Peter Crouch podcast as well Mick I'll leave that to you so thanks gentlemen thanks guys Hit have the a like great button. night thanks guys see you fellas <laughs> <laughs>